Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Start again. Hello. Uh, this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Monty Walden. My guest today is Sabatino di Propezio. Hi, Sabatino. Where are you? And what is the name of your estate? Sorry? Where are you? And what is the uh, name of your estate? Which part of Italy are you in? Yes, I am in Abruzzo, very close to Pescara. That is uh, the largest town on Abruzzo. The name of the company is Azienda Agricola Binomio. Why is it called Binomio? Two names. Why two names? <laughs> uh, it's a strange, uh, it's a very strange history because this is a partnership between me that uh, I'm the owner of uh, La Valentina in Abruzzo and uh, a great friend of mine, Stefano Inama of uh, Inama Azienda Agricola in Veneto. We bought uh, a very old, today is a 47 years old vineyard uh, in 1998 and we started this kind of uh, collaboration okay so binomio is two names some people yes, would say it's, that uh, you know in italian sound like two names but the real meaning is an algebraic terms a mathematical terms that means two elements together brilliant okay now um some people would question your sanity you're working with the multiple chiano grape uh which is not especially disease resistant uh, for example um, like pecorino is very resistant, it can suffer from water stress, it's susceptible to oidium, uh, powdery mildew, and it ripens very late and sometimes unevenly. Are you crazy or not? <laughs> no, no, I'm not crazy, I'm not crazy. You know, uh, Montepulciano is a very, uh, it's a very widespread uh, varietal in Abruzzo, but uh, there are different kind, kind of uh, how you can manage it, looking to the quantity or looking to the quality. Uh, the vineyard of Binomi is a very old vineyard, 47 years old. It's four hectares. And in this vineyard is planted in historical clone of Montepulciano, very rare. The name is Casauria, or in a dialect in slang is a clo Africa clone, because the form of the bunch remember the form of the continent, and is a very low yield varietal. In fact, for this reason, uh, all the other producers decided to change the clone. So we are the only seller, the only producer that make uh, a Montepulciano from 100% of, uh, of this clone. And his natural ripeness is rich in the second half of October. So we don't do anything of particular to obtain um, high quality and low yield uh, Montepulciano. So how did you get the vineyard? Did you buy it? <laughs> this, is a, this is another strange history because uh, with Stefano we started the collaboration in 1998 um, uh, at the beginning with grapes coming from uh, my vineyard. So we make the first experiments uh, with my, my grapes. But we had the occasion to buy this small uh, um, parcel because uh, I already knew the, um, the vineyard through a friend of mine, an enologist that before worked with the old owner. So we had the occasion to buy it and uh, we do soon uh, to give more uh, concrete to the, to the project. Yeah, you bought it at auction, didn't you? 
nobody else wanted it and you very cleverly bought it yes. and you've ended up with a, with a fantastic uh, a fantastic vineyard yes because so, uh, the the old owner went bankrupt and all the property uh, were uh, have been divided in several parts and fortunately only a, a small part one auction one auction was only for this particular vineyard so a very okay. small part so when um, when you make a, when you're making the wine how do you make sure that you get the best from the Montepulciano grape? What is the strategy in winemaking? Oaky the strategy starts, of course, uh, from uh, the vineyard and with a very patient and uh, long work in the vineyard, trying to do everything to obtain uh, the best safety that is possible at the um, right point of uh, maturation, of the phenolic, uh, phenolic maturation. So uh, we, pay, we make all the work that are necessary in, uh, in the vineyard. Our wine starts from the grape. Okay, and you, your vineyards, I think, are either organic or they're close to organic, they're grassed, yeah? Yeah, uh, we are not uh, certified, uh, but we are uh, completely sustainable in uh, all the approach that we use uh, in, uh, in the vineyard. We have started, for example, the sexual confusion many, many years ago. Okay, so um, if you just hold, can you just hold the bottle up? In your, yeah. You have a bottle of wine in your hand. Can you just hold the, the bottle up so we can see? It's a lovely sort of a retro um, label. So what, you've got the 215 Reserva there. Yeah. Um, people often get confused about how many years in bottle should we leave a Montepulciano wine uh, before we drink it? Three years, uh, ten years, ten years? What I can, what I can say regard, regard the wine of Binomio and the wines of La Valentina, and I can grant an aging for at least 20 years. Wow, okay. Yes. And what is we have opened just a few weeks ago before everything changed uh, at 2000. So and the result uh, was really... Uh, fantastic. Also, in the, um, the previous edition of Opera Wine, we pour, we offer all the all their uh, vintages. And you say on your website that one of the best uh, dishes to have with uh, multiple Chiano is um, lamb. Uh, yeah. What is the story? What is the history of uh, the? Um, and it's cooked in a special way, like in a pot. Yeah. How did? What's the story on that? Yes, the story starts from ancient time because Abruzzo, of also if is more known for its coast, it truly is a largely mountain region. Three quarters of the region is occupied by mountains. So our kitchen tradition is largely based on meat. And the people that live in the mountain is used to farm, make farming. So the lamb was the basic of uh, all the dishes, the sauce in the pasta or, um, uh, or agnello, like uh, you have already said. There is a kind of uh, piece of uh, lamb, very, uh, cut very small and cooked in a pot for a long, long time. So the meat is very, very soft. Yes, exactly. It's very salt, it's, it's very soft and spicy. Uh, and it's also cooked with a lot of uh, flavor. So, so is it quite a spicy taste then? Is it picante Sorry? or not? 
Is it spicy? Yes, Is it picante? picante? Yes, peperoncino, peperoncino. Okay, so they're pretty lethal, those uh, peperoncini. Yeah. You, you yes. look like, like uh, the peperoncini, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how did I? How did, I'm a big fan as well, by the way. Um, and um, how often does um, your business partner come down to the vineyard? And um, what do you think about? Uh, does he make uh, good suave? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we knew each other uh, talking of suave and talking of Montepulciano. Stefano is first a great uh, suave producer, but uh, above all, is a really Abruzzo lover. So he came uh, in Abruzzo very often, but for two reasons. First, for the binomio, and second, for his passion for the region. Uh, it's, it's very funny uh, to say uh, all the stuffs that usually bring back home uh, together. So a lot of things to eat, uh, pasta, olive oil, and formaggi, cheeses, and the salumi. So uh, it, it's a kind of friendship, friendship that is really based on the a mutual uh, respect and uh, and friendship yeah it's good i mean it's nice to see um the two of you are working together um a big distance apart between you two totally different wines and also two very underestimated wines suave is um, one of italy's great white wines as i'm sure you would agree which um, often doesn't get the press that it deserves not because it's a bad wine but because of potentially overproduction and you could say the same thing i think about the Montepulciano variety uh, in Abruzzo, so I think your collaboration is um, obviously is very unique. And um, but you seem like you have a lot of fun doing this. And um, you know, a crazy idea that you meet somebody in a in a, in a wine fair and you and you have a business project. Um, but we, well done, we been, We have been very lucky. We have been very lucky because uh, the adventure had uh, very soon success. A lot of interest on this uh, on this project, and you know the business is not so big because we produce about 20, 12, 14,000 bottles depending on the on the yield of the of the harvest. So it's basically something that we do in addiction to our usual uh, business. So it's something that we do for passion and for uh, love on uh, of, on the land of uh, of Abruzzo. Okay. Brilliant. Um, well, I look forward to coming to, I'm in Tuscany now, I'm not too far away from you, and uh, I'd love to come and see your, uh, uh, your vineyards. And I certainly love to try uh, this uh, lamb dish. Come si chiama? What's it called again, this uh, special dish? Agnello. Agnello, but the, uh, il piatto, come si chiama, the, the, the dish, what's it called? Agnello cacio e ovo. Just repeat that one again, just slowly, slowly, slowly. Agnello cacio e ovo. Okay, perfect. Right, well, that's a tongue twister. Uh, I definitely have to come and see you, and you can you can give me a lesson in them. Um, you know, when uh, it will be possible, uh, I wait for you. Brilliant. I just want to say thanks very much, Sabatino, Sabatino di Propezio, for telling us about your wonderful project with Stefano Inama uh, from okay. Suave, and um, uh, it's been a great interview. I've uh, really enjoyed talking to you, and I hope to meet you face to face. Take care. Thank you very much. Take care. Nice to meet you. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Himalaya FM and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.